podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the sudden smile and shock to my system because um, Keith's uh, given me the duties to host, and uh, you know I don't really like hosting. I like doing the talking, but it's okay. I, I, I know what Keith's after. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get early night, wrap it up nice and early. <laughs> I get it. But listen, um, welcome everyone in the chat. Chat's already popping off. Um, it's a carnage transfer. It's carnage stroke transfer agenda show because you know what I mean we're in that time of year where transfers are are the are the end all and be all for fans it seems. Um, and I've got some lads to come and chat to me about transfers. We've got we've got a very happy and jubilant, and still pro- possibly thirty percent drunk. Matisse, <laughs> Matisse, the Chelsea man. Matisse, what are you saying, bro? I'm all good, bro. Sobered up and um, feeling fantastic. 100%. Good, 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 good. Good to know. Good to hear, man. You know what I was telling him? I was like, it's so hard to find a Chelsea fan that's not full of himself, that doesn't talk trash all the time. And, and I, I went through, I went through my contacts list, lads. And honestly, I thought, oh, it's Matisse every time. It always ends up on Matisse because, because the man, you know, he talks sense since I've known him. You know what I mean? I love talking to him, even though I hate his club. But yeah, <laughs> nice one. Thank you very much. And I believe making his debut on Carnage, um, Savin Skasa. In What's the house. Happening, mate? How are we doing, I'm mate? Good. You all right? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, obviously from the ha- half of the Red Sea podcast. And uh, yeah, obviously the news has dropped recently that we're going to be joining the LFC Day Trippers family. So yeah, really looking forward absolutely, to Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, wanted, wanted I think I've done it on social media, but in person as well. Like, you know, a warm welcome to you. And um, brains himself, Mister Football Knowledge, Europe, no South American expert. Who needs um, Tim Vickery when you got Mister Keith Blanket in the yeah. house? That's it. Rocking the merch, Grizz. Rocking the merch. I'm wearing the Day Trippers Virgil Van Dyke number four hat. Unbelievable, lovely piece of kit. And I also have my Sienna Steps T-shirt on. You know, supporting the cause. So uh, anyone, where is she? There she is. There's Sienna. Get on the website, have a look at the cause, spread the word, do the magic is now is ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, what a you know, what a what a what a true ambassador you are, Keith. What can I say, Grace? Absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But lads, it's that time of season, it's that well, we day is it day two of the official yeah. opening of the transfer yes. window? It is yeah. yeah, and why haven't clubs made hundred million pound transfers? This is what I want to fucking know. Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Like, like Roman out. You know what I mean? Like, if it's cheat out. All oh, the yeah. good ones are in the Euros, aren't they? Yeah, well, exactly. Cronkate out. We won, we're one of the only clubs that made a bleeding deal. And uh, according to Liverpool Twitter, you think FSG are, you know, robbing the club again. You know, everyone's linked with players. Liverpool yep. have actually signed the player. Yeah. So, good one. Just as well. have to watch this. Yeah, you just have to watch this space and see how it goes. People, people um, tend to forget. It's true. That literally, we are the only club, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, lads. I think we're the only club that's... I think Wendia went through today, didn't it? Yeah. Well, today. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Today, but Canate, um, Canate was done um, a few weeks back. So, so good. But look, we're going to start off with 
uh, Chelsea, um, reluctantly so. Look, champions of Europe, fair enough, man. You've now won it twice. And everyone saw the scenes where where Roman Abramovich um, went up to your coach after the game and said, like, you need to do this again. Yeah. And and in order for him to do it again, you know, you can imagine Tuchel probably said to him, like, well, what you got for me? And it looks like your owner is saying whatever and whoever you want, baby. Talk to us. You've been linked with some huge stars. Let's take it from the top. Probably one of the probably one of the most sought-after strikers in world football, yeah. alongside your Canes, whatever, is a certain Haaland. And it seems as though you're willing to pay whatever it takes to get him before his release clause kicks in next summer. And I think you're the only club probably be who's able to do that. Thoughts yeah. on that? It's um it's for me it's something that has to be done. You know, it's priority number one for Chelsea to get a striker. Bar any other position, whether you want to look at right wing back. DM striker is by far the most important. You only have to look at Chelsea's conversion rate since Tuchel came in in the Premier oh, League. Yeah. The amount of chances created, you can go back and watch the Real Madrid game. The amount of chances created at home, couldn't put it in the back of the net. Um, Jorginho finishing as our top scorer with seven goals and then being penalties in the Premier League. You know, when Jorginho is your top scorer in the Premier League and you finish fourth, there is a massive issue that needs to be addressed. And we have not really had a world-class striker since Diego Costa. Um, and that was the last time we won a Premier League title as well. So, you know, Abraham's come through the ranks. Now we've had Timo Werner come in for big bucks. And he hasn't, you know, exactly been the out-and-out striker that, he, that you look for. Maybe more of a second striker. Maybe like a son to your Harry Kane type player that will run in behind. And hopefully convert more next season. But you still need to get your, your traditional natural goal-getter that will guarantee you the business. And, and you know, Haaland's a generational talent, in my opinion, and he's finished top scorer in the Champions League now this season as well, despite not getting through to the semi-final uh, rounds as well with Dortmund. So mm. it's it's a no-brainer for me. And I think it's better to go in for him now than to go in when the release clause is, what, 70 million, and everybody can afford him, and therefore he's talking to everyone. You, you have to pay more to get him now, but that's the only way for me that you 100% can get him. Because if you save until next time, there might not be a next time. So we have to get him. We have to get it done very, very much in this window. We need to bring him in. Adam, thoughts on that? If they if they manage to pull that off, it's what, as, as, rival, as rival fans and, and teams... How do you how do you compete with that? Like, how does that make you feel like when you hear that they can pay over double the release yeah. clause twelve months early? Literally, probably cash, right? Just bang it on the table and say, right, you know, hand him over. Yeah, they've almost been a sleeping giant for a little while, haven't they, Chelsea? They've always had this in their back pocket since Abramovich first came in. They've always been able to sign whoever they want. It's just circumstance around them, how they're getting on in you know in, in the Premier League or in Europe that's that stopped them buying everybody every season. But, you know, you look at Erling Haaland, he's an absolute monster. He's 29 goals in 27 games for Salzburg, 57 in 59 for Dortmund. I mean, what else, you know, what else do you need to say about him? He's, as as you say, a generational talent. You look out there, all the number nines that are out and about, there's not that many to choose from, really. You know, that are top, top level that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg. But if you are going to spend an arm and a leg, you want to buy someone that's got maybe 10 years ahead of them. And yeah. you, know, you think about 150 million. If you break that down and divide it by eight seasons, I think that's an absolute cracking deal still. So for me, yeah, Erling Haaland, 
everybody should be looking at. And I think you're spot on. Why wouldn't you look at him this year? Why would you wait a year? Because then it becomes a bidding war with every top club in Europe. If you can get him now, do it. He's absolutely brilliant. And if, if they do get him, I think the only way to respond is to go and sign an Mbappe because how else do you compete? Keith, wow. if, uh, if um, I mean, I know you're a massive fan of Haaland. I think you're, I think you, if the if the if the push come to shove, I think you'd choose Ireland over Mbappe. Are you one of those? No, no, I'm gonna be sure you're one of them, Grace. I'm Mbappe over all of them, but I'm definitely Haaland over the likes of Kane. And it's for the reasons that why would you spend the money on Harry Kane when you could spend the money on Erling Haaland? Because Erling Haaland is twenty one or whatever he is, twenty one, twenty two, whatever age. He is hungry to succeed. Now People are putting in the comments there about um, Timo Werner. You know, Chelsea could Timo Werner him. And there is that chance when you bring a player in, the, the step up, I think, from the, the Austrian Bundesliga to the German Bundesliga, it's not a huge step up maybe. You know, you're banging goals at Salzburg, you go to you go to uh, Germany and you do it. I'm still a huge fan of him. I think he succeeds in England, to be honest. I think he's... Um, He's, he's ready made for the Premier League. Yeah, he seems built for the Premier League, doesn't he? He does, yeah. he does, yeah. He does. He's big, he's strong, he's quick. You know, he has everything. He's a he's a dead eye finisher. Um but it would be interesting to see if he does settle in. Now I I think he's destined for the Premier League because I don't think the Spanish teams are in play for him. And Bayern Munich are in play from. So the only places he can go, I thought it was going to be Man City. Personally, myself, I thought Man City was the ideal club from. But Chelsea have come out of nowhere and they're throwing the money at it. And um, you know they they're, they're looking to get that deal done. It's a good move from. I think. I think a, a coach like Tuchel could could be what he needs. Do you know what I mean? I think if you go somewhere, Pep Guardiola. I'm a huge Pep Guardiola fan. I think you know he gets a lot of stick, but. I personally, I think he's a brilliant coach. I think he gets overshadowed with all the thrown billions at it. He's still a great coach, but he's he's a very finicky coach as well, and and he can turn on you know if if Haaland doesn't do what Pep wants, it, it could cause trouble there. So I think Chelsea under Tuchel is is a great move for them. Um, too many people are losing their shit in the chat and on Twitter about oh if Chelsea get Haaland. What ha- I, I give up boy. what can you do <laughs> we, we can't stop who other teams go for we're not linked with Haaland we've no interest in Haaland because we won't pay the wages for Erling Haaland and I'm fine with that do you know what I mean I'm not one of these that, that cries because another team is going to buy a player we we Liverpool have a model right and Liverpool's model is to try and sign the next Erling Haaland or the next um, which we're going to talk about actually in a while the next Erling Haaland is to buy the next, even another link with the the young Portuguese lad. You know, we got linked with Gonçalves. Well, we're looking for the next Gonçalves even. Never mind the, the Fernand, Bruno Fernandes. Around. We, Liverpool yeah. don't do that. Liverpool don't do that. So there's no point in crying about Chelsea going for Erling Haaland and, and another player that they're linked with as well, who I think is madness. And I think air fans crying over it is even fucking worse. Um, you, can't, you can't help what other teams do. You no, just, you can't. It is what it is. Yeah, look, someone, someone said in the someone. I've, 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 I've forgot to uh, press the button. You know me and technology. But someone made a brilliant point about. Um, was it's it not you? the first time. It was probably me, actually. Yeah, yeah. my burner account. But it's, um, it's not the first time that 
other clubs have got money to spend and we've been up against, you know, it's not the first time Man City have spent more than Chelsea, Matisse, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. We, so, we recruit quite a lot of money in sales. So Absolutely. So Man, Man, United, C- Man City spent more. We've, we've been up against the likes of Man United, Man City, even Chelsea, you know, and 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 we've come out on top sort of in Champions Leagues and, and Premier Leagues, obviously, most recently against probably one of the best or most expensively built assembled squads in Man City, and 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 and, yeah. and we we smashed it. So it's absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't for Liverpool, but it's going up against Man City. Right. Man City be on like four or five Premier Leagues in a row with yeah, the Hammers League and a walk in the park and a walk in the park. But you know, you you spoke about the other link that's been strongly, uh, uh, very strong in the media recently, and Matisse is is probably my f- apart from obviously Trent Alexander the Great which we all know about. Uh, he's probably my favourite right-back in world football uh, for the You've last season. World, for, the, for the last two seasons, I love this kid. Uh, Hakimi, Ashraf Hakimi. Um, you've been linked with him. Yeah. And I want. I just wanted to talk to talk to you about him, this link because... And I'm not. I'm not going to get into all the banter about Reese Williams being, um, you know, compared to Trent, whatever. Blah blah. blah. But Reese mm. Williams is a fantastic fullback mm. in his own right. Yeah. As Quater has been playing that role as well in certain games when you switch it up to a four-four-two, or or even sort of when you want to play conservative, conservatively from a wing-back point of view. Where do you see this link? And are you excited by it? And does it have any relevance or effect on the two players that I mentioned? They're already at the club. I'm excited because he's the best right wing back in in football. You know, in terms of second. Uh, well, I think Trent's a right back, isn't he? In a back, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, okay. Trent is, is right back, and I'll give him okay, like, okay. his right wing back. But I think you know, in terms of the formation that we're playing, you couldn't really find anyone better to play the position. He can score goals. Loves you know, he can use his left foot. He can great decision making. Um, lots of pace, can go 1v1 as well. And there's there's certain things that when you play Reese James at right wing back or Aspie that you don't have or that you don't get, which you would get from an Akimi, which is that like, that pace to go 1v1 to, to exploit space and really act more like an attacking winger than you do fullback at time. Um, mm. and, and I think that's something that Chelsea need going, going forward in that position. They, they can be a bit you know, defensive minded and they are naturally defenders. You know, Reese James is naturally a right back or a right side centre back in the back three, which he's played that role. And and, you know, towards the end of the season he did play in the back three. So I think Reese James is is that's what Tuchel has been preparing for, potentially for Reese James to play in the right side centre back role. Um and, and for Aspilaqueta, yeah, I think he you know he's getting on in terms of his age. And I think the, the best thing you can do as a football club is to replace him before he he falls off. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to get to a situation where Aspilicueta has completely dropped off and the target that you wanted has gone because you didn't prepare in advance. So yeah. I think having two positions, right wing back and right side centre back, and you've got Reese James, Aspilicueta and Akimi between those three positions with the amount of games we've got next season in six competitions, perfect, perfect scenario. You've got an older player and you've got two younger ones that can both start in the same eleven if need be. And, com- and and there's competition where listen Aspilicueta is is a Champions League starting you know right right back um, right wing back who's who's won won the Champions League won Premier League titles and and will give you competition if your form drops off so and and another thing to add as well Hakimi has already established a relationship with Erling Haaland at Dortmund and Lukaku who we were previously linked with at Inter Milan so both of our top two striker targets 
you know, in, in whatever order you want to put them, he's already shown that he can service both of them. I think he got 17 goal contributions last season. Um, so, you know, you can't pass up on a player like that. If, if that's the kind of player that Tuchel... Oh, if you've got the money, yeah. yeah if you've you got, got the money game. like you guys have. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think as well, Tuchel, he deserves to have a cheat code. And I think that's what Hakimi is for him because he can play right side, left side, you know, up on the wing. Do you know what I mean? He gives him so much versatility tactically. He can change formation in game, push him further up the pitch and go to a back four without even making a substitution. So... It's uh, it's good for him to, as, a, as a manager of his level. It's good for him to have that 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 cheat code. I think. Hundred percent, Richard. Uh, Richard Askham saying any Liverpool news? We're getting there. Coming. It's coming. There. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Before we move on, Grizz, there's a few people are saying that in the chat. You know about the shows that there's been other teams. And listen, folks. You know the the transfer windows are open. There's rumours out there. We're going to talk about Liverpool rumours. But there's other rumours as well, and that's why we got Matisse on. That's why Grizz had the uh, Sports and Arsenal lads on last week as well. You know, there's not <laughs> Liverpool fans should know Liverpool aren't going to be doing twenty mega money signings this year. You know, so if we want to do a show about just Liverpool rumours, they'd be short and sweet. You know, so we're going to mix it up and we're going to bring in other uh, rumours. And look. Everyone cries in the chat about, you know, where are we not going for Haaland? Well, Chelsea are going for Haaland now, so let's hear what Matisse has to say about that. And exactly. if we can jump in on the Hakimi bit there. Can you just deny or, or deny what? or accept this was Matisse? Was you seen um, in duty? He could have. He could have seen me, potentially. Yeah, there's potential <laughs> of this being true. Okay. <laughs> nice one. Sorry. I, I, I can't confirm, but we'll check the sources, potentially. Okay. Can't <laughs> no deny, problem. Can't <laughs> go on, go Keto. No, Hakimi, um, good player. Grizz has been banging on in our chats oh, for over a year about him. He's a big fan, as a lot of us are. He, he's an obvious talent, but I don't really buy this um, versatility thing with him, that he can play right, he can play left, he can play on the wing. He's a wing-back, right, and he's a he's a very good wing-back. Reese James is there. What happens is, is he going to a tree with Reese James on the the right side of a back three because and this isn't like points guard and you know our Reese James Trent Alexander but we get told that Reese James is the best right back in, in England mm. why are Chelsea spending 60 million or whatever it is on a on a right back it can't be to play left back surely because if you you and he will right you can do it you don't get the best out of a, a right footed player playing left back do you know what I mean? Right foot player, the right side, when he's a speed merchant like that, you can understand. Left foot, uh, on right foot on the left side, maybe not. So why do you think, surely there's other areas in need, maybe is what I'm trying to get at the Chelsea team. Or is it going to be a blank check with the whole relaxing of financial fair play, which is joking anyway? Are Chelsea just going for like, the best player we can get is this, this and this, and this is who we're going for? Or do you think there's other areas that need more urgent attention? A striker and a DM is definitely in that order, by the way, priority yeah. for me over this position. But what I would say is that, first first of all, in, in football, when you're negotiating for a deal like Haaland, you're never going to get that done quickly. So if that yeah. is your priority, that's not going to be the deal that, that gets done first. It's not, it's, not, it's not feasible to get that deal done first because it's a massive deal. It's going to take yeah. weeks and weeks. So just because your priority list is as follows, it doesn't mean that that will be the order that the transfers happen. As long as they all get done in the one window, there's not really any problem. Um, and I think Chelsea's top DM target is apparently Declan Rice. He's away of the Euros. So traditionally, you don't usually really get to speak to these players properly or negotiate for these players while they're at the tournament. You have to wait until it's over. So when it comes to Hakimi, I think Reese James slots in on the right side of the back three. 
He's got experience playing that in the youth. We do play back threes quite a lot in the youth when Conte was here as well. So our, our fullbacks are traditionally used to playing either wing back or right side centre back. But I think Reese James, for me personally, I, I think he suits that right side centre back role even more than the wing back role because in terms of one v one dribbling and 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 being able to go past a man, which is kind of what you want in that wing back spot if you can get it. Hakimi's better than him at that. You know, he, he's mm. he's a lot better at that, at that than, than Reese James. And Reese James, as we saw with Sterling, when he wants to be, he can be very, very good defensively and very switched on. You know, he's very, you know, bulky kind of individual. Yeah, he's very physical, um, isn't very he? Very physical, bigger, yeah. So I, I think that role suits him. And, and obviously, when you're defending on the right side of a back three, you have to go out into the channels and defend there anyway. So you'll find yourself in right back. And in, in the modern game, if you're playing in the back three, you need to step into midfield as well. Um, on the ball and, and, and get involved with the, with the general play there. I mean, the first goal we scored under two calls, Asper Laqueta, um, he was playing right side centre-back as well and he was he ended up getting the goal near the box because he just stepped forward that much. Rudiger loves to go on those runs as well on the left. So I think I think Reese James and Hakimi can definitely coexist in the same team without Hakimi having to go to the left, which is where Chill will go to. But I just think the the whole point of getting Akimi so he can go on the left if Chill was to get an injury, which is which is good because then you can you can potentially sell an Alonso and an Emerson and clear up some of the squad. So yeah, yeah. I think you make I think you make a very very valid point in terms of the the succession planning, uh, in terms of Aspelacueta and then Reese James being able to drop into Aspelacueta's because Aspelacueta won't play every single game, mm-hmm. um, and that's very important for every club and. That's where I want to switch on to Liverpool because Adam today, um, PSG announced our man. I still yeah. want to call him our man. You know, he'll always be our man. He'll always be our man. Um, came to us five seasons ago from a relegated Newcastle. Everyone said, "Why are we buying uh, a relegated player? You know, what's he going to bring to us?" And five years later, he literally won it all. Um, and now he's gone, and in my opinion, he's 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 left a massive void in this squad. Uh, Mister Reliable, not Mister Glamorous. Mister Reliable, Mister Durable, Mister um, Available. available. Um, yeah. In your opinion, Adam, do we uh, do we need to replace him? Is it a must? Or is it like the club are making noise to the local media about mm, it's not priority? Do you think that's games? And like we're trying to sort of negotiate deals at the same time and not letting people know that we're desperate to replace you know, Adam. What's your thoughts on it? Oh, it's a good one. I mean, I want to, I want to touch on on Akimi. He's kind of linked to it, really. You know, the, the model. It's always been Chelsea's model, isn't it? They they don't rest on any laurels whatsoever. No. As Piliqueta came in, I think the, the the window after they won their last Champions League, and it's taken yes. ten years to win to win his own, and they don't think, oh, that was good. You know, you stay in the team for the next three, four years, and while you deteriorate, we'll we'll drop off. They think, okay, let's think, let's think ahead, right? We've got a young Reese James. What else do we need? Okay, we could have someone outside of him. You know, you've got Chelsea have always done this. They've always stockpiled players. You've got three left backs at the club. You know, you, you, this could be three right backs before they move someone on. But for me, I, I look at the centre back options just quickly there, and I, if Reese James becomes a right centre back, Thiago Silva for me is 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 long past his best now. Um, Christensen, Zuma, Rudiger. There's better centre-backs out there, in my opinion. I think Rudiger's the best of them when he's in form, but I think the others are questionable. But you look at Liverpool, and Grizz, you were on the Red Sea podcast transfer Tuesday the other day, and we were sort of speaking about Genie and saying that, you know, Liverpool kind of hold on to players maybe one, two years too long. 
And James Milner is an example of that, I think. We've held on to him way too long. Um, I think one year last year would have been a good deal. So maybe we're looking at that and thinking, Gina Wijnaldum, could we, could we give him a three-year deal, 100, 150k a week? Or do we look at, as we mentioned in that day, Liverpool 2.0 and, and Genie 2.0? And I, I think, actually, as much as he's a legend and as much as I'm going to miss him, we absolutely have to replace him because... You know, you look at Dejan Lovren in his last season with Liverpool. He still played 15, 20 games. All right, you don't rate him, but he left. And then those 15, 20 games that he would have played this year, we didn't have a Dejan Lovren. That's why we yeah. had to play Reese Williams and everybody else. But yeah, Genie's gone. He was into his 30s. He's a cracking player. He's won absolutely everything. He goes down a legend for me. But yes, we have to replace him. You look at next year, we've got Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago. That's probably the midfield three on, the, on day one as it stands. I think a Tielemans is Genie 2.0. We mentioned before, Keith mentioned it there, availability is the best ability, consistency. Tielemans has missed one game in the last two Premier League seasons, 37 and 38 games that we mentioned. And that is that is Genie uh, regen, isn't it? We need that, I think, as an option. I'd like to see Curtis Jones and Oxlade-Chamberlain feature more next year as well. So mm-hmm. I think that could be a good six of the midfield. You need at least two players in every position. You know, if we're going to, play a cup game, we're going to play a dead rubber Champions League game, or we're going to play three games in 10 days. We need to be able to change the entire midfield free. If we have a suspension, if we have an injury, Genie has played nearly every single game in five years. If he's not long, no longer there, who is? And it's not, you know, Curtis Jones isn't ready to play 38 matches. Chamberlain is not going to play 38 matches. Henderson has has had his injury problems. Yeah. So absolutely, we have to get Tielemans in. For me, for me, that's the one signing if I had to pick one, it would be him. A striker as well would, would be great. But um, for me, yeah, Wijnaldum has to be replaced. He's absolutely been absolutely crucial to this team. He's, he's, in my opinion, the way Klopp would play if he was a player now. That's kind of everything he'd give. Give absolutely everything. Keep it basic, but always pretty much being a manager on a pitch in, in not necessarily the way he leads. I don't think he was the best captain choice, but the way he plays leads by example. So, yeah, we need to find someone else like him, I feel. Just a quick one. We're going to give yes, no answers around the board with this. Harris Rafiq, thank you for the super chat. Thoughts on Sancho? Do you go, does he go to United? Matisse, yes, no? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with no. I think United is just, yeah, they're not serious. Keto? No. Oh, that's two. Okay, go on. I say yes, but probably about 2025. (laughs) okay fair enough very quickly Uh, on that before we move off we were speaking about this earlier on United have offered what 70 million for Jadon Sancho and all of a sudden everyone's getting sort of gassed about what this is going to happen the same thing happened last summer they offered way lower than what Dortmund wanted and Dortmund didn't budge so I think there's a 20 million disparity from what Manu offered and what Chelsea or what sorry what Dortmund want so there's a long way to go in this in real in all reality I think he does go to Manchester United but I don't think he goes this summer that's the sort of caveat and what I was going to say because if Haaland goes I think they'll only sell one of them yeah I agree do you know I think they only sell one of them this summer and I think they they don't have to sell both, and that's the it's that's the you know thing. you 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 made a brilliant point there, Keith, because it's true that that it's it's very very interesting from a Dortmund point of view, because do they take the big fucking money from Chelsea? Because you can't turn away 150 million, you just can't do it. 
right? For Haaland. money gets cut in half next, literally next season. Literally next season. And, and that's why Abramovich is doing this. He knows he's got a free run at him this season. And then you've got to think, you're right, Keith. Then you've got to think, will they sell? Are they suddenly obliged to sell Sancho unless they get exactly what they want, which is 100 million? It makes life difficult for Man United. I think Chelsea have made life difficult inadvertently for Man United. You know, but look, as, as we said, that's another show for another time. We'll do a Man United show as well. We won't drift too much on the... On, but on before the... we do finish up on that, Chris, I don't think mm. there's many places for him to go. And that's the thing, like, I don't know where else Sancho can go. And I know the obvious people are going to say, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. We'd love to get Sancho, but I just don't think the money will be something that Liverpool will want to do. And it's if I was to pick a team... It would probably be Chelsea would be a, a team that I think would be in the mix for a Sancho. You know, even though they're linked with everyone at the moment, because Chelsea are the team that are throwing money around. And well, what, you know, why can why can so obviously a lot of people have been asking me about Sancho, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I don't, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think the fee is a problem for us. Eighty no. million, it's never been a pro issue for us. Um, from the dinner lady at Liverpool that tells me bits, um, we 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 offered him 150, obviously plus bonuses, yeah. and then Man United came in and doubled that, and not only doubled that, they doubled his agent fees as well. Yeah. And as I said, there's only so much you can ask from your club to. There's limits to everything, and there's stupidity. Yeah. And to give Sancho 300 grand as a base wage. Crazy. You know, it's it's crazy, you know, yeah. over a five-year contract. You just can't, you know, and as I said, his agent's fees were doubled. So we we stepped away from that because that's mad. I've just thrown that comment up from Antico because he sort of asked a couple of times, you know, we, we spent big before, why can't we dream? And I think you've answered it there, Grizz. It's the, it's the wages and it's the, you know, Liverpool did break records and bought Fergie of Van Dijk and Liverpool have spent big and brought in Alisson. Um, yeah, uh, Alisson and the brought in Fabinho. Positions in need went out and done what he had to do. But they weren't on big wages. You know, they're all on relatively low wages and have been rewarded since. And that's yeah. the thing. Liverpool will not buy. That's why they never linked with Erling Haaland. Because Erling Haaland, I, I think Liverpool will have a better chance at Mbappe than Haaland. Because Haaland is going to go for the money. Not in the transfer fee. Although that Chelsea have blown that out now. It was always in the wages and the agents' fees. Because Mino Raiola is an absolute shy hawk, right? And... Mm. The talk is that he's getting thirty million out of the deal, and and Alf Haaland is getting a, a nice little a nice little drink out of it as well. Yeah, the figures are out insane. The figures are out of this world. But and you know, fair play if they can get it. But that's why Liverpool don't go to these deals. It, you know, they'll bring in people. Forget that Mo Salah was not a world star when we signed them. Sadio Mane was not a world star. Virgil van Dijk, when we signed Virgil van Dijk, rival fans were having a nice chuckle at that because we spent on, you know, so you you shouldn't judge the calibre of when they come in. It's that give them a few years and see where they're and staying with the Chelsea team. Timo Werner has been absolute dog shit this year. Absolutely brutal. Doesn't mean he's gonna be brutal next year. Do you know what I mean? And Timo Werner. Um, DJ Drogba had a slow start at Chelsea and went down as a legend, you know. So you have to give these players time, you have to give signings time to, to gel in. But with Liverpool, we sign players on a not on a low salary because we're a, a big elite club, 
but we heavily incentivize the deals. And if a player doesn't want to do that, Klopp will walk away. You know, Absolutely. I think there's one exception to this rule in the world. And other than that, Liverpool will not will not break a transfer sort of structure. And I hate that transfer. So it sounds like, you know, you have a wage cap like Spurs that never go over 100 grand a week and Arsenal had a wage. It's not that. It's just Liverpool have a value. And as you said, Grizz, if Manu come in and double that, well, Jaden Sancho's not going to say, oh, well, I want the privilege of playing for Liverpool. He's not a Liverpool fan. Why would he want Absolutely. to turn down half a, you know? May not have renowned for giving stupid wages as well. Exactly. Here yeah. and Rashford and, um, yeah, so yeah, May, I think May United in terms of wage, they they spend the most in the league by far yeah. on wages. Probably so just, once, you, once you break the mold and you give one player that that's that crazy wage, everybody wants that on mm. their renewal, and that's what Liverpool have worked really well. They've, like Keith said, they've brought people in on a modest wage and they've rewarded them with good performances on the next deal. So Salah's come in 120k. All right, now you're on 200 because you're our most important player. So as you say, Liverpool are never going to go his 250k on day one because yeah. then everybody's going to want it, and then the whole thing falls apart. You look at the Spanish clubs, it's not sustainable. You have mm, to get in, in, in the wilderness for five years because you can't afford to buy anybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I brought up this comment because uh, Mitch B, hope he doesn't stand for Mitch Bitch because he's been moaning and moaning ever since he's been in the comments about, come on, Grizz, come on, he's having digs at me. And that's why I brought up, you know, I mean, I don't shy away from people having a dig at me. Legacy Summer is looking amazing, Grizz, with the wink emoji, like sort of saying, you know, because we, we called this the Legacy Summer, didn't we, at the start? And it's mad because, like, it's day two. Yeah. <laughs> relax. And we've signed someone. Fucking relax, <laughs> yeah. relax. I'm here all year. I'm here all summer. Come back to me at the end of the summer if we haven't strengthened our spine and say, Grizz, you was chatting waffle. So thank you very much for the comment, though, anyway. Stay stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but but um, um, touching on about the midfield, you were saying, look, we'll touch upon this as well. Um, well, actually, we won't go to Rafinha yet. Keith, we, I asked Adam about the Gini replacements, and he said, look, yeah. we, definitely need, we definitely need a body. We yeah. definitely need a midfielder in them. And obviously we've been having links with Tillemans. I'm sorry, Adam, to break the bad news to you, but I don't think we will be getting Tillemans. Um, I asked dinner lady and she nodded her head. Um, but she doesn't always get everything right. Bless her. Sometimes she doesn't quite, you know, as she's getting older, she doesn't quite hear everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so, but at this stage, she said, look, it's very, very unlikely um, that Tillemans is our first choice target. But, you know, so if that's the case, Keith, right, let's just assume the dinner lady's right. If that's the case, another name we've been linked with um, in midfield is uh, a certain, who what's his name today? It slips my mind, bloody hell. Um, hey, Lorenzo Pellegrini. Pellegrini of Roma. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the player? And I'm thoughts on, on Are you... Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Lorenzo Pellegrini. I have been for a few years. But I wouldn't want Liverpool to sign him, to be totally honest. Um, I, I think he's a good player. We've we've had arguments before. Um, I don't know what side you fall down on this, Grizz, about Italian players coming to mm. the Premier League and not many of them succeeding. Um, you know, Paolo De Cano did, Gianfranco Zola did. I think Jorginho's doing okay as well at Chelsea. But a lot of Italians, we've been born with Fabio Berini, we've born with Alberto Aquilani, Andrea De Sene. Um, I'm sure there's more I can't remember. But, you know, we don't have a good track record with Italians. 
I don't think Pellegrini is one that we will sign, but I do think he's a good player. I think he's he's a player that you know has a good future. But I just can't see it. if we're going to sign anyone from Italian from Serie A, I'll be looking at Barolo at Inter Milan. But again, I don't think we'd sign him either. So. Mm. A midfielder, a midfielder is very much needed, Grizz. We've spoke about this. We've done sort of what we would do with the squad, the transfer show. And and myself and yourself are quite similar. We were getting rid of loads of players, but a lot of the sort of squad fillers. But we have like Naby Keita, Genie is gone. We have Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, them two lads, horrific injury sort of fitness records. Not that they can't be trusted, but they can't be trusted. So they're players that do need, I think, to be replaced as well. James Milner, um, Adam touched on James Milner's another year older. I think we need a body, um, a body in there. I don't think it'd be Telemans. And I've said this again, I've said this before. Liverpool won't pay 60, 70 million, I don't think, for a Telemans if they can get someone for 25, 30 million. And that's just the way they start to operate. And if it comes off, then happy days. Because someone commented earlier in the chat there about the same time we signed Genie Wijnaldum, Manchester United signed Paul Pogba, and they were heralding it as the, the game changer. How did that best work out? <laughs> And that's what I mean. Look at what's happened since then. Genie Wijnaldum is going off the PSG with a bleeding bag full of medals. Paul Pogba hasn't done a tap. So, you know, you have to, it, it, you don't have to get the most expensive thing. You have to get the right thing. And that's what I'm sort of leaning at with Liverpool. I don't think Pellegrini would be right for us. I do like him. It's good you said that. It's good you said that because we're not going to get Pellegrini as well. No. So it's good you said that. Oh, Pellegrino, um, but, Pellegrino. But I'm going to, I'm going to drop a name that we're 100% in for. Before I do that, we need, we've got nearly 830 people in here and we need to get these likes up because, you know, likes, we like likes. Who doesn't like Who likes? Doesn't. You know what I mean? Everyone likes likes, right? And I've got to read this super chat out because I realised this covered um, uh, our guests' faces. It's not, this is like quite rude of me. Like they're peeping over the wall. Like, but, so <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. try, we're going to try to work our I'll way through this. Leader. Yeah, Micah Johnson. <laughs> Micah <laughs> Johnson with a generous super chat. Thank, Thank you, very you very much, much. man. Best front six. So work with me, boys. Best front six, Kane, Grealish, Mares, KDB, Gundogan, Fernandinho. I think that's one. Yeah. Salah, Mane, Rafinho, Thiago, Tielemans, Fabinho. Fabinho. Yeah. And then Haaland, Pulisic, Mount, Havertz, Verratti, Kante. Wow. Uh, We're going to have to be quick on this (laughs) because it's a lot of thinking. But, Matisse, are you going to be... are you going to be biased here? No, I'm not. Um, I think Grealish and Harry Kane with Man City already so, being it's a lot of work in it. In attack, and then you add two Premier League proven players who don't need to adapt. Um, it's a lot of work there for chances created, and then also chances taken. Yeah, then you have to put those two. You have to put Man City at the top for me. Keith, Liverpool on being a homer. Uh, Adam, you got the Adam, you got the. The the vote the cost. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Pudisic, but the other five in that are unbelievable. So I'll probably say that one. Mm. Oh yeah, I love Mason Mount. I think Wait, I've noticed, man. The seven scars of the seven that's coming out and picking <laughs> Chelsea. Oh, I like it. Right, my but, son's um, a Chelsea fan, so you know. Okay, but listen, um, people asking about sort of uh, a definitive link. Keith, get this off the screen. I'm struggling here. <laughs> 
I'm going to be honest, isn't it? But yeah, look, uh, people asking about definitive links. So we've rubbished the the Tillemans link. We've rubbished the Pellegrini link. Um, definitive link. Before we link. move on to a definitive link, can we talk about an outgoing Grizz um, that's linked with another move before we get on to the big link? So Marco Grujic is being yeah. linked away from Liverpool. Um been heavily linked with Porto, but also I think Hertha Berlin and a couple of other Bundesliga teams are linked. Looks like we're going to get a few bob from. What do you make of that? I think it's um, I think it's time for him to 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 actually go now and and actually get some money for him. I do believe I do believe we have a deal agreed in principle in the region of twelve and a half million plus bonuses with Porto. Um, and obviously, um, I did mention a name to you guys a few days ago. Um, how do you pronounce What's his first name? Fabio. Fabio R- R- Vieira, who's, um, who's in the mold of a, of a David Silva, I'd say. Uh, diminutive playmakers. Um, young, I think he was voted um, the best player of the under-21 tournament recently. Yeah. Um, we inquired... Uh, I heard about a week ago, and I think it was left at that. But I think it's all over social media today that, you know, the fact that he's refusing to sign a new contract portal, we're in for him, and it could be used as bait in the Groot deal or some sort of swap deal. I haven't heard any of that. I do know we inquired about him. Um, and I do know as a separate deal that Groot has been near enough agreed, barring a few things. Um, I don't know too much about Vieira, Keith, unless you want to. Uh, fill us in with any 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 um, thing yeah no he's 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 a good player if anyone watched the under 21s Portugal have a very exciting look Portugal have a very exciting uh, young um, network at the moment the players coming through even sort of older players um, Bruno Fernandes has come in and done great at Manchester United but they've you know People are showing like Pedro Gonçalves. Well, Liverpool are obviously looking at the next Pedro Gonçalves, and that's why they're looking at uh, Fabio Vieira. And look, he's a good player. I think David Silva's a nice link. He's a small, slight little fella, but he yeah. plays that sort of. He plays in the hole, and he's he's a good, good player. And to get him for I don't know what the fee is. I seen a rumor thirty million euro. No, 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 ridiculous. Forget that. His, his his release his release closes that, but obviously you don't pay that for someone like that. The reason why I, I think it's a massive no-no, it, it totally hinders our boy himself, Elliot. Mm. He's in the same mold. He's, he's mm. the same type, similar type of player. That's he why I don't... Are you guys willing to transition away from that three-man energetic midfield that you have always kind of gone with on yeah. the top that's been very successful? You bring in someone that's of that David Silver mold and you're completely exactly. restructuring your whole midfield. Exactly, I spot on there, Matisse, because I've said this um, in a previous show, you know, I don't think like Gonçalves, when he was getting linked, would suit Liverpool because I don't think he's workmanlike enough to play in the midfield three that Liverpool playing. I don't think he's sort of quick and electrifying enough to play in the front three. So you bring in a player like that or Vieira or Philippe Coutinho, who constantly gets linked, you're playing a 4 2 3 1 probably. You have to switch and you have to give them the number 10 has to get that sort of freedom. Now, the problem I'd have with that is I think for Liverpool to do that, we would have a more attacking player in that number 10 role than 
than a project. I think you'd need to play for Nino in that role and get a new centre forward than a player. But and the reason I say for Nino because I think he works harder. I think there's a work that to play for Klopp, you have to be able to run the stones off yourself. So I think they would do something like that quicker than than a young boy who's a project. But if you're talking about thirty million euros release clause, Grizz, and, and you convert that to um to pounds, I don't know what's that about twenty seven million. You know, it, it's not a bad deal for a player of that potential if you could get him in. So it's 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 a, it's an interesting deal that I would keep an eye on, especially with the Gruyich link on the other way. I, I don't see us getting a number 10 because we always play a 4-1-2-3, don't we? Fabinho sits in front of the back two or a Henderson. I don't see us looking for a 10. We've never really fancied it. Even when Coutinho played, yeah. mostly it was Straight left wing. So yeah. Yeah. I don't see us changing our whole system to get a number 10 in. And I don't think Liverpool ever, ever really suit a 10. It's it's a no-run position, isn't it? It's let's get him on the ball. Let's see quality at his feet. And we get that from Firmino dropping in anyway. So we, I don't we say priority. We, we say that, but Matisse makes a point. And, and if you look at Klopp's time at Dortmund, he had he had the likes of Kagawa and Royce that didn't actually that didn't play in a 10, but they kind of played in a mm. in between the lines, so to speak. So he can he can have a formation with those type of players um involved. So and I do think as we've spoken before, I know Matisse asked a question now, but we have discussed before, Matisse, that if it wasn't for the injuries, right, go and start the violence, Matisse. <laughs> if it wasn't for the injuries, etc., um, the plan was with Thiago to play a different system. That was the reason why we brought Jota and Thiago to slightly switch up our midfield because Thiago is totally different to anyone in our midfield, right? You, even you'd agree with that. But obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see this season. Um uh, Albio says you heating up Grizz hats off now, boy. Getting serious. Well, yeah, because this link, um, this link I'm about to talk about now um, is is a serious link. Um, I believe he's our our, our number one target, uh, whether it's this season or whether we can agree uh, on a deal a la Naby Keita for next season, and that's Ryan Gravenberch from Ajax. Um, so. Uh, who's who knows anything about Ryan Gravenberch? Matisse, you know heard, about this kid. I've heard very good things, but what, one thing I will say is, I mean, first of all, is, is Naby Keita, because I, I always had it in my head that Naby Keita would potentially be the guy to replace a Wijnaldum. You know, he's come in, they'll have a, a season, but he's got the injury issues, isn't it? And I'm, shall, I tell you, shall I tell you who to ex- uh, uh, compare him to? Mm. Naby Keita. R- Loftus-Cheek. Okay. Yeah. So, so the great hope, right? Loftus Cheek yeah. was supposed to be the next best thing, mm. right? Comfortable on the ball, had everything to his game near enough, right? Plays in similar positions. The hype was mad, right? Yeah. Injuries let him down again and again, right? Loftus Cheek. I know he's yeah. probably fit now, but his like his inj- his oh, his career is based. He's known for for not fulfilling his potential, right? Uh, it's yeah. very fair to say because yeah. of injuries. I think Nappy's in that scene with us at the moment, man. I think Nappy's... he's come and gone for me. His time's done. Yeah. Oh, really? You guys are already... I didn't know... The... It's not already, Matisse. It's three years, man. It's three, three years. He came, in, he came in the same time as Fabinho. Look how important mm. he is yeah. to the team. I could not yeah. tell you what kind of midfielder Cater is. I've not seen him play two good games in a row. It's a, it's such a frustrating deal because, look, I never want the Liverpool player to fail. So I would support Nappy Cater right up until the day he leaves Liverpool. But it hasn't happened for him. And it hasn't happened because every time he gets a chance, he breaks down with an injury. And they're never, 
it's never like you don't want players getting an ACL, but you know what an ACL is and you know what the recovery is and you know, you know, you come back from it. Naby gets gained, he pulls up in warm-ups, he gets a start and he goes off in the first half. Like he's he's just not durable enough. You know, and we're losing Genie Wijnaldum, who's ultra durable, who's always there. And to you know, to re- we can't rely on Naby. I wish we could because Naby Keita is, in theory, is the perfect midfield player for Liverpool. I got his name and number on my son's jersey when he signed because to me, I was a huge fan. I loved the Bundesliga. I loved that Leipzig team. I was a huge fan of Naby Keita coming in, and it hasn't worked. You know, he just isn't durable enough for whatever reason. Whether it's the, you know, the. He's, he's trying to play through injuries and is constantly picking up niggle, niggle, niggle. He don't, he, he had a bad injury and then went to play with Guinea when he was three weeks into a two-month injury or something. Guinea brought him to the AFCON and, and aggravated it. You know, it's just hasn't worked for him. You know, it's been it's been terrible and it's it's one of the worst Simons that Liverpool have made yeah. simply because Spend of expectations. Fifty-three million, and wow. the expectation we bought him, as Grizz has touched on there, the Gravenberg thing, we bought him and left him at Leipzig because we had to leave him there to get him. We paid this money. Everybody watched him. Everybody wanted him, and he's just just hasn't done it. You know, it's been a shame because I want him to do. It. I would love an instance where this season Naby Keita is fit and for him, but we get this every season, every summer we get this. So obviously, knocks. So obviously, everyone's obviously saying, look. Ryan Gravenberch, is this kid even ready? Ryan Gravenberch is amazing. I, I, I'm just going to give my opinion, and then if anyone wants to give their opinion on, on the kid himself. So look, there's, there's players that you see and you can instantly tell is going to be a gem world star. Obviously, you know, not everything sort of works out like that, it's simply as that, but there are. Like, like for example, when Arsene Wenger, and this is a huge call, but I'm here to be shot down, that's what I do. Go for right? it. So when Arsene Wenger brought Patrick Vieira, how old was he, Keith? 17, 18 when he brought him over? No, I think like he was he was older because he'd gone he'd gone from Nice, hadn't he, to AC Milan and hadn't walked out. So I think he'd had a move. But he but he was he was this he was this tall, he gangly. Was, yeah. He hadn't he hadn't great filled comparison, out yet. physically it's a great comparison. You know me, Keith, I'm on the ball. This 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 huge, huge um potential in a central midfielder you see and you see and he's young and and he gets taken under the wing by one of the greatest coaches the Premier League's ever seen in Arsene Wenger. And he becomes the ultimate midfielder, in my opinion. I think this Ryan Grumbach has the potential to be similar. Um, I think he's huge. And I think when our scouting team has eyes on someone and they really make him priority, they usually get it right. If you know what I mean, like the long-term targets... And I think they really see him as the as the successor to Gini, Stroke, Handel. You know, this kid is the one they want. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult to get him this summer. Ajax are, uh, are playing hardball, but I think we're trying to trying to agree a deal for 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 next summer. Anybody have any input on on Ryan Gravenberg? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just. I mean, he's he's only nineteen, and I think we need to be careful with the Tielemans factor because we all knew Tielemans was was going to be a good player at Anderlecht and. He made that. He made that move. You know, he needed he needed a bit of time at Monaco, and he was all, all you know, not maybe living up to the Wonder Kid expectations. And then Leicester do that swap deal with Andre Silva, and only now are we looking at Tielemans as a top top baller at, at the age of twenty four. So if we get someone like Gravenberch in, and he suddenly he's not playing every week, that's going to be damaging to you know his development. So 
it's one of them. I think it's a good deal to get, but I think he could very much deal do with a couple of years loan, and then we bring him back as a twenty-one-year-old, and he's ready-made, and we haven't got to spend sixty million on him because I think he has the ability. I, I agree to you know to hit that top level and get in the Dutch team and become a, a quality midfielder, similar to you know the route Tielemans has taken. But yeah, I, I don't think buying a nineteen-year-old that's going to be at the bottom of the pecking order. Let's be honest, of at least three, possibly four. Is it really going to help him? I think not. I think we we need to take a take a leaf out of Chelsea's book. Oh, there's a good player. Let's let's sign him and loan him out for two years. And if he's any good in two years, great. If he's not, we'll sell him on for a profit. Keith, I am a huge fan of Grabenberch. Um, he's nineteen, but he's quite experienced. Do you know what I mean? He's he's he was Ajax became Ajax's youngest player. I don't know if he was 15 or 16 when he made his debut for them. He is six foot three. He's big. You know, he, he, he plays, he's very good against us. He's a defensive midfielder, but he's, I think he's a little bit more than that. He's a bit more box to box than just uh, N'Golo Kante, for example, who, who is, you know, defensively minded. Um, I think he's he's better than that. There's a few names getting thrown in the chat there. Georgie one for Leicester fan. Have you seen Samare? Samare is the one. I, I said on the show that I know I think he's the one to watch next season. I think he's an excellent, excellent player. Um, but of the same sort of mould, you know, these these athletic midfield players that can do multiple roles, whether it's going to sit or whether it's going to play ball. I think Grabenberch can do it all. Um, Jude Bellingham uh, getting mentioned as well. Is the English Grabenberch. Yep, great player. Um, the problem with Jude Bellingham is I think we needed to get him from Birmingham yeah. <laughs> to have a chance. You know, um, we didn't. Who knows what will happen in the future? But it's going to be it's the touch of the Jaden Sancho's about that because when he does well, which he is, it's going to I be all the, the money men will be on that. I, I get I get what you're saying, but I think we found in the past when a player has a love for for Liverpool, um, yeah. and an absolute desire to be at one certain club, and then the feelings mutual. Yeah, that's usually positive in in overcoming any any monetary issues you know usually yeah. but look uh, that's one to keep an eye on folks and just a just to touch upon sort of we were talking about i think matisse raised it even as a chelsea fan he sees that he sees that liverpool sometimes are renowned for having one formation and not much variety or plan b is that which is that what you'd say matisse is that what yeah. you're trying to say earlier right yeah i think just as well with the with the, with the signing from Ajax, I mean, you guys have got history with Ajax with the Suarez deal, so maybe you've, you've not been burned the same way I have. But I think in similar way where Keith was talking about being burned from, from Serie A signings, I get the similar notion of Ziyech coming over, Van der Beek. And, and they're obviously older as well, but you do have to be careful when you're getting these midfielders, I think from the Eredivisie, that play in a certain, you know, that Dutch style of football. Then, then they have to translate and they come over here. It can take a bit of time for them as well. So... You know, it's, it's one of those situations where I do think he might need a bit of time. And Klopp's usually quite good at this kind of thing. You know, brings in Fabinho, doesn't dash him straight in, takes his time with him. Um, and, and he did the same with Cater before the injuries as well. He never really tends to just say, oh, that's a new toy. Going to throw him into the deep end um, and, it, and expect him to perform straight away. He does usually entertain keeping him for a good six months on, on cool ice and everybody's questioning him, but he's usually, you know, doing stuff behind the scenes with them, making sure that they're prepared. So, but it's, it's a lot of responsibility on a 19 year old because Wijnaldum, like you said, is a player that's been playing every single game, taking on responsibility and then to give that to, you could, you couldn't, you couldn't give it to a 19 year old, you know, to be honest, you couldn't give that, that kind of responsibility to him in his first season. You'd have to, 
I, I think when I look at Liverpool's midfield, there's a lot of injury-prone players in there. Thiago, Keita, Chamberlain, you know, Milner's getting in. It's not a midfield that matches the identity of what Klopp needs. Because, of course, those guys can do what Klopp needs to be done outside of Thiago, but they need to be able to do it every game. You need to be able mm. to do it back to back to back. And that's not something you can rely upon them for. So I think I think your best bet would probably to be get someone who's a bit more experienced who can definitely in this league do it, see, you know, week in, week out, because that's what you're losing. See, that's one way. That's that's <laughs> that's one way of changing uh, uh, tactics and sort of approach to game certain games. Another way is to buy a striker that you haven't got amongst the ranks. A striker, a target man type striker that Liverpool don't possess, like Chelsea have with Giroud, like a Lukaku at Inter, like a Cavani at, at Man United. And we've been linked with we've been linked with a few uh, uh, strikers of that ilk, not on that level, but a level below. And a name that I want to put to you, um, Adam, is Pat Sendaka. We've been linked with as well. One of the yeah. guys. Um, uh, he's not so much a target man, but he's a striker. I'm going to come to the target man, but I wanted to, mm. to get your thoughts because he's been linked very heavily as well. Pat Sendaka, would he fit your fan? Talk to me. Yeah, I've got to be careful because James told me not to call him the new Haaland just in case it happens and he flops. But, you know, 20, 27 goals last season, 34 goals this season. And, you know, we looked at Erling Haaland, didn't we? He was battering goals in, in the Austrian league. And we we're like, oh, you know, he looks good, but can he do it in a decent league? And he started doing it in the Champions League as well. And then he's made the move to Dortmund and he's carried on blitzing it. So if you say we're looking for the next one, he's worth a punt for me from an Austrian league probably 15, 20 million pounds. I think he'd probably come into a rotation rather than as a, a first choice nine, maybe swap in with Bobby. Um, Cause I don't think he can play 40, 50 games a season at the top level anymore, as we've seen over the last two years. So I think that's a good option. I, I don't like this whole, let's get the next of the next. I think we need to get serious and start buying some top players because if Chelsea is signing Erling Haaland, we can't be signing the next, the next of the next Bruno. We need to start looking at, at least the middle bit, not maybe not the top <laughs> level. Unfortunately, so, we don't. We go below yeah, that. That's what I mean. We can't do that. If we're serious about reclaiming the Prem or the Champions League, we need to start signing some proper ballers that are made for this league. You look at Tielemans, all right, it might not happen, but he's proved over two seasons he's ready to play. Leicester has spent two years in the top four, basically, and missed out at the last minute. He's ready to play Champions League football. He's in the Belgium first 11. Patson Dakar is decent, yeah, but. Again, he's unproven. If he comes to the Prem, he's not even guaranteed to be our first choice nine. I would look at someone like a Latoro Martinez from Inter Milan. That's the kind of that next step. All right, Haaland and Mbappe are going to be 100 plus. Inter need, Inter need to sell. Hakimi is being linked with Chelsea. Uh, Lukaku is being linked with, with Muzwe, but he's said he wants to stay. So if it's if it's as bad as they say and Hakimi goes for 56 million, I would imagine there's another 50 to, to 100 mil of debt that they need to clear. If, if they said to Conte, all you got to do is sell Hakimi and we're good, he ain't walking, is he? So they've yeah. obviously said there's a few more to go. So I think someone like him, um, he got 19 goals last season, all comps, 21 the year before. I think he could be that, that more of a target man, number nine, but still possess a little bit of Bobby as well, that South American, get on the ball, you know, good good with your feet. So that's someone I'd look at personally over over a Patson Dakar, but I wouldn't say no to a Dakar as an option. But... I think if we're looking at Liverpool's season, I think 
summer season, sorry, we need a centre mid to get to get Genie and we need a striker there and a the centre back, obviously, which we've done. So Grizz, you mentioned the the spine. We get three. I think we're major contenders next year. If we go in with Daka slash Firmino, is that enough? For me, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not going to let Keith go on Lautaro Martinez because he's done my head in about him for a year or so. Um, he just, yeah, exactly. He does my head in about Lautaro Martinez. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna try to address this question. Kev, Kev O'Sullivan's asked. It's the number nine we need to address. And Keith, carrying on with this sort of different approach, different striker type approach, um, a focal point, so to speak. Um, again, uh, we've been linked to, and I can confirm they are legitimate links. Uh, they're not just rumours to Vlaovic or Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, I saw someone say, oh, forgive me, someone said in the in the chat, the old I Lewandowski, he called him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say Lewandowski, I would say the old I Harland for me. Yeah. Uh, Keith, would Good. you would you agree with that comparison? Yeah. Um, do you know what? Vlaovic, Vlaovic is a player, Dusan Vlaovic is a player that initially I wasn't... He's been on the scene for a few years, um, Vlavic. He he went to Fiorentina and he didn't really pull up any trays. And this season he's after smashing the arse over and he's got over 20 goals. Now, I, I would be happy if we brought him in, but the problem is the fee that you pay. The last time we paid... I don't know what the rumour number... I saw a rumour of 50 million, right? The last time we paid 50... You know, of the last number nine we bought, big number nine was 35 million, and we broke a transfer record for it. And I still have nightmares about it. A young center forward, yeah, (laughs) a young guy who was, you know, big, physical, and left footed, and all this jazz. And Andy Carroll, and (laughs) turned out because the thing with Carroll was right, injuries. And he didn't look after himself, right? He wasn't a good pro, unfortunately for him. He wasn't a good pro. Um, Vlavic, own books after putting a comment there. Vlavic is quicker than people think, and he's spot on. Right? Vlavic mm-hmm. is six foot three. He's a big lad, but he's quick, and he is similar to Haaland in that because Haaland's big, big unit, but he gets across the grass. And people, and Adam doesn't like getting the next Haaland. Vlavic is that sort of player. He's he's not a target man like like Andy Carroll. He's a quick, quick player. He's a good player. If the price was right, I think it'd be an ideal one. But again, we talk about players from different different countries coming in. Uh, Mitrovic has done well. Mitrovic has done well in England, relatively. But we have we got born with the great Lazar Markovic. So I don't know, and that Marko Grujic, you know. So you ask, know about, was, you ask about price, Mitch, Keith. If I told yeah. you, if I told you twenty five to thirty, million all over it. In, all over it because interesting, interesting. because he's not he's Juventus' number one target if Ronaldo goes. So if we don't bring him in, and look, I don't think he's ready to start for us. He's not at the level to replace. You know, we're not going to look and say, right, Salah, Mane, and Vlavic, and Jota is on the bench, and Bobby is. You know, he come in and he goes in to a position. Now I like Pats and Daka as well. I think Daka is is that sort of player that can do this as well. I think it's that price, Grizz, 25 to 30 million. I'd be all over that because 
it's a low risk when people get annoyed about this right with liverpool people get annoyed about pats and dacke and he's coming from austria it didn't work for us with with um tacky minamino it was a risk we're taking it was seven and a half million it didn't work out but Werner didn't work out yet for Chelsea as we touched on earlier and that was a £50 million beat so just because you pay the big money it doesn't guarantee success unless you know you can't even really say there's not many players you can say guarantee a success Mm. so you you just have to be maybe smart and I want Liverpool to be smart rather than be thrown money at you know Haaland Chelsea can afford to do this and Man City can afford to do it Liverpool can't afford to just throw money and hope for the best because we've seen what happens with, like, you know, injuries can derail a career and can derail a team and derail a season. If Liverpool brought in, let's say, an Mbappe or a Haaland and they got injured, forget about it. They can't afford to do it. Chelsea can take the hit. City can take the hit. United can nearly take the hit. We can't take that hit. You know what I love about our channel? Loads of things I love about our channel. But one of the things is the diversity of opinions. And I strategically got you on with Adam because I know your opinion on how Liverpool should should go forward in terms of buying the next project. Yeah. You know, you're very big on that. Whereas Adam is, I've had enough of that. It's yeah. time to actually act like a big club, so to speak. Yeah. Um can't compete otherwise. You I look mean, at Spurs. Klopp's just been playing up front, hasn't he? What, what, why, why is he not considered the, the, the... Is he considered the number one centre forward now at, at some point? Because he scores goals every time I see him come onto the pitch. He was that, Who was that, sorry, that you mentioned? Um, Jota, Jota up front. I think he's a good rotation option when Salah and Mane need, need a rest. I, don't think, I think Mane has had the worst season of his career he, to his own opinion. High standards, yeah. High standards, yeah. So a Jota slash Mane option on the left is good. You don't necessarily need a backup for Salah because he's very, very consistent and just scores goals for fun, even when the rest of the team aren't at, aren't at that level. But yeah, I want to. If we're if we're serious, we need to start buying players. You know, all right, we don't have to shop at, at Harrods and get Haaland and Mbappe, but we don't need to be at, at Primark either. You know, we're not going to compete with these with these teams. You look at Spurs; they just had the chance to get Conte. Let's get a three four year plan in place i want this i want that let's go they don't want to do it so you know they're, they're trying to they're trying to bridge the gap between the top four but they're falling further behind and chelsea united and city will all strengthen more than, than spurs will so they're going to fall further and, and liverpool need to be very careful you know we're not we don't we don't we're not guaranteed to, to compete because we're called liverpool arsenal tried that and look where they are we need to start getting serious jack Grealish, why don't we go and get him harry kane's looking to move Son Heung-min might look to move. Look at the manager they've brought in. Pathetic. We need to actually look at top, top ballers and players and start competing because you can't just keep taking risks. You know, we've been very, very lucky. We bought Robertson. He got injured. He got relegated with, with Hull. What a signing that was. Very, very lucky the way that turned out. No one would have known that. Gina Wijnaldum as well. Relegated Newcastle. 30 million was a risk, but it's turned out brilliant. You can't keep getting away with it. You can't keep doing that. You've won now and again... If you're competing with Chelsea, Man City, and United, and we've already we've already had a year off of, of proper spending with COVID, they're all going to go hard in this summer. And Chelsea have already started it. So, for me, you have to start looking. And as as people have said in the comments, we don't need a rotation number nine. We need a new replacement number nine that's going to actually rival Harry Kane, 
for the golden boot and rival Salah for top goal scorer in our own team. But you're not think you know the model we have is as you know, it's not like it, it's an insult to compare us to sports because we've won the league and we've won the Champions League with this model. True. We've said it before, you know. Liverpool bought Mo Salah and Matisse will tell you Mo Salah wasn't pulling up any trees at Chelsea. No, he was not. Do you know what I mean? And it was a risk, and people were bleeding, scratching their heads when we paid the money for Mo Salah. We bought in um, Sadio Mane, we bought in your name, Robertson, Wijnaldum, um, who else is there? Uh, Matip, you know, all these players. We didn't break the bank for these guys. Mm. And they were the right players. And that's what Liverpool need to do. And that's what I sort of, it's, I hear what you're saying, but we're not going to be buying Harry Kane and we're not going to be buying Jack Grealish. And we're not even going to be entertaining that. We're going to be buying these players. And it's, once it's the right player, it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. I think also uh, your recruitment speaks for itself. Do you know what I mean? If if Chelsea scouts. It's good, good, Matisse. It's because we want to get an outside. Mm. Opinion. So obviously we have like sort of Keith's given his opinion on how we should go forward or have been sort of doing and successful and carry on. And obviously Adam's given his opinion yeah. from looking from the outside in, what do you think of our approach and how would you assess it? And how, how would you feel, you know, looking at our, the way we operate? Well, I'm going to liken it to what Chelsea tried already under Imanalo when he was um, director of football. Mm. He brought in Thibaut Courtois, he brought in Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, Mohamed Salah, um, and a few others as well. So he tried to do very similar to what you guys are doing. You're bringing in yeah. young, high potential players that you've scouted and you believe are going to make it to the top level and therefore you'll save yourself money because you buy them and you invest in them before anybody else catches on to them. And it's something that Arsenal did under Wenger. It's something we tried there that I said there. But we had short-term managers that could never mirror and marry up with that philosophy of and an owner that didn't really marry up and mirror that either. So one person at the club had great recruitment and understanding of bringing in young players that most of them, or nearly all of them, have gone on to be world-class. Lukaku, Courtois, Salah, De Bruyne. Yeah. But we didn't have the manager like you do with Klopp and the, the top who are patient enough with the manager to sustain that and, and then see it through to the end. Liverpool's recruitment is brilliant from what I can see. If I could trust Chelsea scouts now to recruit the way that you and Leicester recruit, then Chelsea would probably say to themselves as well, maybe we don't need to get and splash on these players. Because not every time you splash on a big name does it always work out. Look at Manchester United with Alexis Sanchez. Look at, you know, us with Torres. You know, it's not every time it's going to work. So regardless of whether you spend a lot or you spend a little, there is always going to be risk. But it's, it's down to the scouting. And you guys clearly have good recruitment and scouting. So you take advantage of that. That's what they're paid to do. So we, need, we need to flex though, don't we? Because, you know, you, look, you, you mentioned Leicester there. Chelsea are like, all right, Leicester is starting to look quite good. Let's nick your left back for 50 million. Man United, oh, your, your centre-back looks decent. He's not a well-beater, but he'll improve us. There's 80 million. And we're arming an hour and about taking a Tielemans because he might cost 60 million. We need to get real. Mm. But as as we take a Maguire and a Chilwell, they replace it with a James Justin and a Fafana. And True. they don't really decrease in terms of quality in their starting eleven, from what I can see. Possibly so, increase. Possibly increase. Possibly even increase. So It's always a risk, though. There's, it's there's a balance, a risk, isn't it? But I think if you've got the scouts to do it, again, Leicester and yourselves, I think you've got the scouts to do it, then 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 you can do it. You know, it's, it's, it's not like as if you guys are buying... It's not, it's not like the days of Paul Koncheski and Stuart Downing and, and these kind of guys where it just seems like you're just bringing players from the Premier League just because, do you know what I mean? You, there is some sort of homework clearly being done here. So. Absolutely. But I think there's a, there's a balance to everything. You have splashed on Van Dijk and Alisson. 
So as long as there's a balance between it, then I, I don't really see a massive issue. But but I think yeah. I think Matisse, what you make a crucial point there with the last two names you mentioned is if we feel there's a player out there that we need to pay big bucks for, we're not mm. scared to do that. Mm. So look, I know for a fact we were in for Sancho, but when it gets silly, we're sensible enough to walk away as well, and that's why we're probably one of the best run clubs in Europe, I'd say. You know, for that very reason that we know when it's become silly and therefore you don't have debts of millions and billions like a lot of clubs have now. But look, it's been a it's a fascinating debate and we could talk all night. I can't believe it. We've gone over an hour and 10 minutes. Um, 900 people have stuck with us. That's amazing. Can everyone sort of drop us a like if you liked it? If, even if you didn't, just drop us a like still. You know what I mean? Um, we've got another super chat. Well, uh, let me read the super chat, Keith, before we, yeah. if there's any other names, uh, let me know. So Khalid is saying, thank you for the super chat says expenses, expects expensive signings. Don't always pay off. For example, Ox, Keita, Kanate, Dakar, Mohamed Kudos, I think is from Ajax, Olise and Kamada. And I'm happy. Wow. He's gone totally hipster, but yeah, <laughs> Adam won't like that. Okay. He needs some big names in there. Come on, man. Sort that at out. Least one, but, yeah. At least one. You look at, at Barcelona, one. you know, once you, once you build that winning team, you just replace the one aging player that you need to. We, we went a whole summer without buying anybody. And then we, had, we played catch up and our first 11 was great for, 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 for a few years. And this season we were found out because the depth is, is pathetic. So Barcelona. we need to start. We need to make the current some of the current eleven the backup, not buy backup. Yeah, well, 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 splashed on Dembele and um, Coutinho, and you know, and look it, where they are. Yeah. It's got as long as it mirrors up with what Klopp is trying to do, and they've got the right mentality, then I think it'll be fine. But when you when you start buying players that don't fit into what Klopp's doing, um, yeah. and bringing those star names that need free roles and don't track back, and that's where you're going to yeah. go wrong. That's, that's exactly. You know what? Yeah. Just talking talking about talking about sort of players that would possibly strengthen or be a like for like in terms of in terms of qualities Rafinha and I'm obviously a lot of people are asking about Rafinha look as I said I tweeted about a week ago the only information I got on Rafinha was we inquired about him about three four weeks ago and we were quoted 60 million um and we said okay we'll get back to you <laughs> thank you um, that's the only thing I've heard obviously there are other people that think that there's more to it I, I, I'm not aware of it. Um, someone suggested that where where there's rumours of a clause in his contract that if a Champions League team comes in for him, it's less. It's like forty million or something. I think we'd be very interested if that was the case, but I don't think we're interested at sixty million. Um, Keith, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wrap this up unless you want to come in with yeah. something to finish no off. no. It's it's we've kept the lads long enough, Grizz. Um, the chat is hopping tonight. In fairness, a lot of um, it always is, man. Face. I, I always say it. Brought a lot of Chelsea heat in with them. Um, you know, fair play. They've been respectful enough in there, um, not blowing <laughs> too much about signing the big boys. But look, Air Channel, we sort of always say we welcome other fans in here. Once you're respectful. Knock yourself out. Anyone acts the maggot, they get kicked. But um, it's been good, and it's been it's been good. We've had sort of around the nine hundred watching. I don't know what the likes are, at, folks. Maybe uh, before it's you finish up, get over and hit that like button. The number of likes is embarrassing. Hand. I'm not even going to lie. Come on, guys, yeah, I mean, like a like on it for us. No, I mean it's, it's it's so easy to do. But look, Matisse and Adam Matisse, um, we're going to catch up. No, we're not catching up tomorrow, are we? Monday uh, next yeah, week. Monday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but thank you, man. I know you're busy. I know you're busy uh, interviewing the likes of 
Jewelry and Hogenstein and all sorts, man. So really humbled for you to come on, man. I appreciate that, bro. Uh, listen, I really appreciate you guys having me. It's been a fun to discuss. And I like, I, I've come in, I've almost done some spying, see what's going on, on the other side, see what Liverpool are saying. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. I can take I know. the information back, back to the troops. So it's good. But, um, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. It's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's, it's nice nah. to talk about other clubs. So thank nice you. Nice one, yeah. nice one. Adam, Cheers. I hope... Yeah. Um, I hope your debut was a doddle. I think you. I think you, absolutely. Uh, you know, passed with flying colours from my oh, side. You. Hope you enjoyed it as well, man. No, I, I agree. Give you know, I really enjoy giving my strong opinions because if I believe something, I'll push it. But I'm always, I'm always open to to discussion, and it's you know, it's never personal. It's really good debate, and yeah, bring more of it on That's as, as we're part of the day trippers now. So hopefully, more and more of that to come. Brilliant addition as well, Keith. What's happening? Uh, nothing, Grizz. Before we finish up, someone mentioned about Rafinha with the Harvey Elliott swap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not go there. We can have Harry Wilson and then we can talk. <laughs> Harvey Elliott, no chance. Excellent, excellent. I think um, while I wrap you up, Keith's going to look to to do the, the, the closing thing because between me and Keith, like we often get things wrong. So I'm going to give, yeah, I'm going to buy him a minute or so so he's all yeah. set and, and, and ready. You set and ready, Keith? Yeah, I am. Before we go, look, um, if everyone can just get on and subscribe, hit the like button, the bell icon, all that stuff. Never miss a show. Get over to the website, lfcdt.com. Have a look at the merchandise. Like I said, I've got a hat on, a Virgil van Dijk hat and a T-shirt, which is from our Sienna Steps range. Uh, All proceeds go to helping Sienna get get the treatment that she needs over in the US. So anything, you know, spreading the word. You don't, if, if you don't have the money to buy out and spread the word, uh, it'll help the, the family out a lot. And yeah, we'll be back. Now, what's the plan, Grizz? Is there anything else on this week? Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. Look, how can we, how can, how can Chris Brack not give oh, a shout out? I don't know what day you know it mean? is. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. So Chris Brack's got uh, the Euro show tomorrow. I may even be on that because I haven't got the big six, have we, Matisse? We haven't no, got the big, no six. big six. So no I six. may, if Chris, um, Chris has got my bank details. Um, so <laughs> you know, you know what to do, Chris. So if secure Chris can, the bag. Exactly. If you want to secure, you know, I've got to secure the bag. And that's how I roll, bro. You know what I mean? I don't want <laughs> to back anymore. But listen, it's been a fantastic show, man. I loved each one of yours, Import and Company. Um, we hope to do it again. Uh, it's only the start of the window, so many, many good shows coming up. Um, to all the people in the chat, love you and leave you. This has been the Transfer Agenda Show via Carnage. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.